and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And, you know, I got thinking. The uh, There's a new movie coming out, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which looks like fun. I've, I've always been a big fan of indie. Um, I haven't totally enjoyed all of the movies, at least not all at the same level. Temple of Doom, ugh, not my favorite, uh, but mostly because... Bugs. <laughs> no, bugs are not my jam. But one of the cool things about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was it gave us a little peek into Indy's past. The problem I have with it, and what I'd like to talk about today, is what I like to refer to as like backstory overload. And I don't mean that um, telling a character's backstory is bad, but what the idea is, is that you have a backstory that explains everything all at once. Okay, so let's take Indiana Jones. What what do we know about him, right? We open Raiders of the Lost Ark, seeing his, his, uh, his back, his leather jacket. We see him use his whip to disarm um, a potential killer. We, he's got the, his, that fedora, right? We see all of this in the first opening sequence. This is, oh, obviously, he's an archaeologist, all this fun stuff. When you get to Last Crusade and they do the opening montage, or montage, the opening sequence, whatever, with young Indy, they go through and explain everything. They explain how he got his, why he uses a whip. They explain his hat. They explain the scar on Harrison Ford's chin, right? It's not enough that he has a scar. Oh, no, we have to explain that he got that scar using the whip for the first time. And it's just a little silly. And even the same adventure explains why does he hate snakes? Well, he fell into a train car full of snakes. Okay, all of this happens on the same adventure. And it's like, why? Why, why, why do we have to do this, right? We, heck, it even explains why he went into archaeology, right? So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, um, one of the most fun of the indie movies. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a better movie, but... The Last Crusade is so much fun. Oh, I love it so much. But the uh, so the, the sequence starts. Indy is riding with his uh, scout troop. And these Boy Scouts are riding through, um, through an area of Utah. And exploring the caves, getting lost, as, as they say. Well... Indy and one of his friends, they hear something in one of the caves, they go in, and they see a guy and a couple of his workers mining in one of the caves, or digging. Mining may not be quite the right word, but they find this gold cross, which apparently belonged to Coronado. Now, Coronado obviously hasn't been around for a while, but Indy looks at this and says, hey... That's the cross of Coronado. It belongs in a museum. And that's sort of his 
right? Now, now this is his first step into archaeology, at least that we see in the movies. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles are something else, and they add more to it. The guys chase him after he steals their cross. And you, you end up you end up on this uh, circus train. Train is actually played by the Combrus and Toltec Railroad. Um, and uh, you can actually stay in Indiana Jones' home, which is in Antonito, Colorado. It's a bed and breakfast, uh, indie-themed bed and breakfast now. So, you know, that's fun. But anyway, so they're on the train. And, yeah, it said there are a number of different things. But, you know, Indy falls into a a car that has the the lion that the circus is taking around with them. And to keep the lion from attacking him, he grabs a whip off the wall and, you know, or, you know, they said the, the Chandler ring, whatever. In any case, he scares off the lion, eventually throws the whip, the whip up so the bad guys will pull him up away from the lion. Because they want the cross. They don't want him dead, right? They're not stupid and mean. They just want their cross. What they've been, this treasure that they've found. Okay, boom. Whip. And, of course, he, Indy gets the scar on his chin from that. He continues running, falls into the into a box of snakes, <laughs> right? Um, and they end up all through his clothes, the fact that one is still up his sleeve saves him at one point, right? Okay, now, boom, there's Indy's hatred of snakes. Um, and said, even the hat. Indy eventually gets home, tries to tell his father. His father brushes him off. The sheriff shows up with the bad guys in tow, saying, hey, give us back our cross. And the leader of that, that group looks like Indy. Right, he's got the leather jacket and he's got the hat, which he gives to young Indiana Jones. We have just hit just about everything in Indiana Jones' backstory, all in one adventure. Now, some of it is small, like the scar. Who really cares about the scar? But everything iconic about Indiana Jones happens all at once and you know, not to say that it couldn't but from a story perspective and actually from most of a history perspective all of your iconic moments just don't just happen all at once right i mean they your life doesn't happen all at once you get things that happen in chunks now admittedly we're telling a story okay but it still feels really I'm not entirely sure lazy is the right word, but I could go with that. The second case, I think, is even worse. And that is from Solo, a Star Wars story. Interestingly enough, focusing on another character played by Harrison Ford, um, Solo, a Star Wars story, is the story of Han Solo. Solo grows up on Corellia. He's an orphan. He's working for a street gang. Basically, he, he's the he's Corellia's Oliver Twist, right? Or you know, 
group of kids out thieving for the the big bad. Okay, great. Or a bigger bad, anyway. Because he never... I, well, I think he actually cooks the the uh, the worm running the, the whole thing. But let's go down the list of what we know from from uh, Han Solo in Star Wars, right? He's best friends with Chewbacca. He made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Okay, he owns the Millennium Falcon. He works for Jabba the Hutt, or worked for Jabba the Hutt. And he's got this DL-44 blaster. In a previous podcast, I think I called it a DL-45. Obviously, that was wrong. But he's got, but he's got this, this blaster. And then, of course, you step forward into Empire Strikes Back, and you learn that Han won the Falcon from Lando Calrissian. Um, I, th- and I don't think we actually hear it explicitly in the movies, but it's one of those, it, it was one of the canon story points that Han is an ex-Imperial, that he had joined the Imperial Academy to be a pilot, and then for some reason that uh, is not explained until Solo, a Star Wars story, He's no longer an Imperial. Okay. So, here comes Solo, a Star Wars story. There's a lot of drama that surrounds the movies. I'm not going to worry about any of that. Let's just focus on the story. And let's look at what happens to Han in this movie. He starts, he is in the Imperial Infantry, apparently having gotten kicked out of the pilot program. He tries to escape and gets thrown in with the beast, as the other Imperials call it. It turns out it's Chewbacca. He rescues Chewbacca. Okay, boom. Now he's got his friend. There's the ex-Imperial background as well. And hooks up with this thieving group, and they have adventure. Yeah. Yes, no, an adventure, right? They they rob a train, and because that goes badly, now they have to try to find the money to pay off the, but the hyperspace fuel to pay off the really big bad in the movie. Great. So they hook up with Lando. Aha! Look, there's Lando, who is currently own who currently owns the Millennium Falcon. Okay, my timeline right. Heck, before they were even preparing for the train job that went bad, Han is given his blaster, right? That DL-44. They they hook up with Lando so they can go steal the, the hyperspace fuel from Kessel. And as, as part of their escape, they make the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. And at the end of the adventure, Han is heading to Tatooine because Jabba the Hutt is looking for pilots. We have hit Han's entire backstory from A New Hope and the one bit from Empire Strikes Back. Because, yes, at the end of Solo, Han is going to go work for Jabba in the Millennium Falcon that he just won from Lando in a card game. It's just... It's just annoying, right? It's like, come on, man. Han couldn't have had multiple adventures. 
I could understand a couple of those being tied together, right? Because in, in other, like in the Legends books, Han was a pilot for the, for the Imperial Navy, but rescued uh, Wookiee slaves that he f- saw. And one of those slaves was Chewbacca. Okay. And that's why he's no longer an Imperial, because he's now fleeing the Empire because of what he's done. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Th- those two being linked, fine. But all of this, just like Indy and his whip. Oh yeah, Solo got this this blaster. Somebody gave it to him, and now that's just his blaster. As opposed to, he used something else, but decided to switch to the DL-44 because... He likes the grips. He maybe it's a better caliber. I don't know. All the reasons people change guns, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe you use this gun for a while because it's more comfortable to wear, and you like this gun because it's got a better, better stopping power. I don't know. But no, Han had to go straight to this, and then now that's the only gun he carries for his entire life, right? All of this just bugs the living heck out of me, right? There's no room for additional storytelling, right? You could have easily had Han, okay, rescue Chewbacca and go on another mission. You could have that story run all the major plot points except for the Kessel run and Han winning the Falcon from Lando. And you still have the same basic story. There's no reason to tie that in. You could then do the Kessel Run as a separate story. And that would be awesome. It's just, no. They just all had to be one big adventure that ties up all of Han's loose ends from the beginning of his life. Despite my utter disgust for this particular type of backstory overload, I really like what they did in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That sequence is fun. I just I just don't like how they explain everything about Indy. Solo, a Star Wars story, is fun. That is a fun Star Wars movie. It was handcuffed at the box office because Disney refused to market it because they didn't want to get in, in the way of The Avengers, I think, was coming out right before it. Like, literally, the weekend before or two weekends before. So, Star Wars had no time to do any marketing. Right? Disney wouldn't even let let stores put up end caps with the, the Solo toys. And the toys have always been a staple of Star Wars. You had... It, it came out just a few months after The Last Jedi. Which, despite the fact I love it, apparently... A lot of other people didn't. And this is one of those things that uh, Bob Iger said in his, his uh, memorial. Memorial? She's memoir. There we go. He's not dead yet. I said in his memoir that he pushed Solo to release in May because he wanted to try to boost Disney's profits for that quarter. Solo really would have been, uh, would have benefited from being released not in May, but in December. Would have put it a year out from, from The Last Jedi and would have, 
I think would have distanced itself from all of the controversy that surrounded The Last Jedi. You know, so a lot of people missed it, which is too bad because Solo, a Star Wars story, is, is really fun. But it just bugs me. It's like, oh, here's an adventure. We, have to, we just have to go through and make sure we check off. It, it, seriously, it feels like they went down a checklist. We have to check off every one of these plot points, every bit of Han's history that is iconic. We have to explain in this one story. It just feels wrong. It's too tidy, right? It just, and it, I think it just fills up all of this with, let's not focus about, upon Han's history with Kira, which is really fun. I'd love to see more Kira storytelling. But, no, we have to be sure we get all of this stuff in. Oh, and by the way, Han didn't win the, the Falcon from Lando throughout the main story. We'll get it here right at the end before the credits. It's like, come on, man. This is, could we make that a separate story, right? But no, it's just, that's just not how they did it. So this is one of those things that bugs me. I, and there are probably other examples. If you, if you know some, um, drop them on the comments on here on YouTube or wherever your favorite podcast platform does comments. But I'll definitely see them on YouTube or join the Discord. I'm happy to talk about podcast stuff. So I'm starting to ramble and repeat myself, which I guess isn't that unusual for these podcasts. And uh, so I think I'll cut it here. It's been great. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, when I finally get to see Dial of Destiny, that it is awesome and amazing. Um, it's Indiana Jones. I'm sure it's going to be fun no matter what else happens. So, oh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But I won't get to see it until it drops on Disney Plus unless it, a uh, Blu-ray of that shows up on my doorstep before then. So until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is... Music Free Static, signing off.